Welcome in to another exciting edition of Cluster Fun. Cluster Fun will be Judd Zolgad, that's me, and Declan Goff in a second. But Declan also is behind the camera getting us all set to go. And now here he comes. Hello. And so we can begin today's program at its regularly scheduled time, which is whatever time we decide to start. That's right. We're at 10.30. 10.30. All right, Declan. So it came out yesterday afternoon, actually uh, late afternoon. Yep. The Hall of Fame. The two players going in, Derek Jeter, no surprise. In fact, he got 99.7% of the votes. And, yes, that means one person on the Hall of Fame You're my hero. Didn't vote for him. Thank you for doing that. And um, Larry Walker, a great Canadian player who obviously started his career in Montreal and then sort of got dinged because he had so much success in Colorado. And people thought, well, Colorado is an easy place to hit. I think Larry Walker is a Hall of Fame player. They go in. Obviously, then Bonds does not go in. Clemens does not go in, and we can go down that whole list of uh, steroid-era guys. Uh, let's start with that one. How much, because Rami is very anti-Bonds yes. and Clemens, where do you fall on that one? I'm a big Barry Bonds guy. I think Barry Bonds is single-handedly the best baseball player of all time. Uh, the statistics back it up. Even if uh, you take away the whole steroid, big-headed Barry era, you have arguably one of the best five-tool players who ever lived. And then he turned into the most feared hitter of all time. And I know McGuire and Sosa, they'll never get in really either. But he was cheated of success and they didn't appreciate him. So what he did was he balked up and said, I'm going to show you guys how to hit home runs. And also, I'm going to show you guys how much fear I can strike in an opposing pitcher by being walked more than any other player of all time. I I think Barry Bonds should absolutely be in the Hall of Fame. So should Roger Clemens. Clemens had success for what? Three different decades in, in baseball, and they were hall and the, they're Hall of Fame players. I would say McGuire and Sosa are not. No, I think that I think that Clemens and Bonds were Hall of Fame players. Unfortunately, because of the debate now about how much did they use steroids, who yeah. used steroids when, uh, it's confusing too because we don't know who used and who didn't to Correct. a large degree because they didn't test back then. So I'm not as passionate as most people. I see both sides. I do think this about Bonds, to your point. I think the guy that played for the Pittsburgh Pirates, whose head was not huge, was a Hall of Fame baseball player. Yes. So, I mean, that guy wasn't... It's one thing... I mean, there were so many guys in the 90s who were crappy baseball players. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they hit 35, 40... What, didn't Brady Anderson of the Orioles, who was actually a nice player. He was mm-hmm. never close to Hall of Fame talent. But he got to, like, 50 one year. Right. A Jermaine Dye, I remember. Exactly. A, a, a guy who was basically washed out, and you thought, okay, he's just not going to achieve success. He all of a sudden starts to, right. to hit home runs. So I'm with you on the Bonds thing. I think the Bonds thing is more, it's much more involved because of the fact that he was, and so was Clemens. They were Hall of Fame talents. Yeah. And I also think, uh, you know, I think Jason Stark made this point, too, who uh, joins Mackie and Joe with Rami usually once a week during the baseball season, I know. Uh, he made the point that I believe Scott Rowland had the biggest jump uh, in, in his votes from one year, which suggests kind of like what what happened to Larry Walker last year where he had a big increase, which probably suggests that he'll probably get in next season. I love Scott Rowland. He was one of my first favorite baseball players growing up as a kid. Um, and his body of work is is decent. Is I don't know if it's Hall of Fame worthy. He was a really good player. Really good player for He's a really very player. long time. I loved him. Um, but you know when you just look at who were one and dones this year on the Hall of Fame ballot, I saw this too. Paul Canerco is a one and done. He's out. He can't make the Hall of Fame anymore. Yeah. Cliff Lee, like out. Santana. Yeah, Cliff Lee, one and done. Um, Eric Chavez, Jason Giambi. I, I can see Chavez and Giambi probably not getting in the Hall of Fame. Oh, but, I wouldn't. But yeah, Cliff probably. Lee and Paul Canerco. I mean. From 2008 to 2013, Cliff Lee was probably the best pitcher in baseball. 
Paul Canerco for the White Sox for 14 seasons was a perennial MVP candidate, hit a ton of home runs, uh, a great, great healthy player that was, was there all year long. It just proves how difficult it is to get into the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. And I think also it's why, and, and I uh, talked to Rami about this on Mackie and Judd with Rami yesterday, it's also why I think these halls need to be what they are, which is shrines to the game. I'm not, I've become, the older I get, less and less worried about who goes in with a plaque. Yeah. Because it's it's t- time subjective. The The voters are literally guessing about what they think guys did and didn't do. Yeah. Then we go back and talk about, well, Ty Cobb was a terrible person. You know, yeah. so I think as long as you represent this fairly and mm-hmm. say, okay, Barry Bonds is the home run king. Now there's an asterisk to it. And he cheated. Then that's fine with me. I like, like I I I'm tired now of the whole football thing. I'm tired of the baseball thing about debating players when as long as you honor the eras mm-hmm. and, and you honor the players' greatness and the warts, I don't care if they have a plaque now. Yeah, I think Patrick Royce, too, our friend, made a great point uh, on his videos that he loves to do now on Twitter, which you can go see. They're, they're which he claims you guys are cutting up and, and screwing them up. I'm not cutting. That's, that's Somebody all Seth. Somebody cut that, that up. That's a Seth Auger thing. That is do not Royce basically is going to file some type of age discrimination Shocking. suit. I can feel it coming. But I think he made a great point that if he cared. guys like Bonds, Clemens, and Kurt Schilling, too, who uh, missed out on the cut as well, um, it would have been a bad look for baseball on top of this cheating scandal that's going on with the yeah. Astros and Red Sox for those guys to get in. So maybe I think there's two years left for Bonds and Clemens. There are. And, so, and then they'll enter the Veterans Committee. And I don't know. Do you, do you see them getting in through the Veterans Committee? Depends if they have buddies who are going to be on those committees eventually. Yeah. I mean, Harold Baines got in. Right. So I would never say no. Harold Baines got in. But Harold, Bain, Harold Baines was never a bad guy, right? Like Harold was, Baines was, was a great guy, but my point loved. is he ain't a Hall of Famer. No, he's not. Like, he was a longevity great player. Like, I think if you open the Harold Baines door, everybody goes in. True. Scott Rowland goes in easily, yeah, I think, totally. at that point in time. Uh, so, yeah, and and that would have been an issue. But, you know, well, like, here's a perfect example. You know what? Here is the poster child for w- what we're talking about. Kurt Schilling. Yes, People don't like his politics. Mm-hmm. I personally don't like his politics. Yeah. That should have nothing to do with how I vote for him. I agree. Let, just... Like, it, it can't. To yeah. me, To me, no matter what you think of Kurt Schilling. Now, Bonds, the confusing thing about Bonds and Clemens was we know they cheated, and so we can sort of go from there. Now, I'll debate that one. Fine. Mm-hmm. But Schilling, I don't think it's debatable. I think he's a, a Hall of Fame yeah. pitcher who's being penalized for his politics. Correct. It's, it's not even he cheated the game. It's people don't like him. And... That's where that's where it's so hard with like guys like Paul Canerco, who was universally loved, right? Yeah. Like, is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Heck no, he's not. But the fact he probably will get less than one percent of the vote this on the ballots this year, and he yep. can't and he can't get back in ever again. Yeah, because it's five like, percent to stay on. Yeah, that. I believe it is, and it, that, so that goes to Joe Maurer too here in about three or four seasons when his turn comes. Johan Santana though fell off the ballot first year, same thing. Yeah. Look at Johan's dominance and Colfax's. <laughs> it's the same. It's uh, yeah. Similar. It's similar. It's similar. Yeah. And so. But again, this is why I'm more and more tired of who gets in and who doesn't. And yeah. do you wait long enough? It's just like, no, the Hall of Fame honors the eras and the game itself. And this whole plaque thing to me has grown tired. I agree. And I do think, though, quickly, I do think that Joe Maurer, not first ballot, but I think he has to go in because he's a Hall of Fame catcher. I, th- I think so. He did things as a catcher. If, people if don't he do. played second base, right, he's not getting in. But the fact no, he, if he played, played first base his whole career, he's not getting yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. So I think the fact he played catcher, he's not first ballot, but. I think he'll eventually get in there for sure. Have you ever been to Cooperstown? I have never been there, and it's, it's a it's, it's a bucket list yeah, goal. I'm same, 50, and I want to get there before I drop. Here. I agree. Before I topple. I love um, that. 
the wild man. Everything that we've been <laughs> predicting on Judd's hockey show, Declan, is coming true. Of course it is, and it makes sense. Yes, people but listen tell, to us. Tell the people what's going to happen in the last game before the wild has the break tonight for the All Star game against Detroit. Well, uh, the Lions. wild wild are playing uh, Alaska. Oh no, Detroit Red Wings. I'm sorry, the, the, Detroit is awful this year. I believe they only have 27 points. But the roster shuffle, Fairbanks. Actually. Sounds like uh, Miko Koivu will be back in the lineup. He'll be on the fourth line. Uh, taking Ryan Donato's spot will be a healthy scratch tonight. Victor Rask will remain in the top six after probably a pretty brutal game on Monday. And this goes to show that Bill Guerin is shopping this kid. This is not a Bruce Boudreaux decision. I will, I will bet my life that Bruce Boudreaux, if he had it his way, would have Ryan Donato in there instead of Victor Rask. Is Rask all still second line to him? Is Coyle yeah. come back in the fourth line? That's what it sounds like. That's all, This is <laughs> all part it. of the genius plan by it. Billy. Drama at the X. Billy Guerin. Just puppet string master right And here. Brad Hunt it. is back in. Brad Hunt is in. Yeah, Pattern had a pretty horrible game. Hunt will be back in. Um, and Devin Dubnik will start as well for the Wild. If you listen to Judd's Hockey Show, the podcast yesterday, you would have found all of that out. This yep. makes perfect sense. They're going They're going with the Judd's Hockey Show, Judd Declan plan. Yep. It's perfect. All right. Uh, we are done with Cluster Fun. We will be back at 11 o'clock. Chip Scoggins, my buddy from the Star Tribune, is going to join me for Vikings Vent Line. As always, we want to hear from you. Plenty of topics on the NFL and the Vikings, 651-646-8255. He's gone now to shut the camera off, but that was Declan. I'm Judd. We will talk to you soon.